TheChairShot.com. TheChairShot.com. Always. Always. Use your head. You are now listening to ChairShot Radio. Always use your head. Monday in the Chair Shot Radio Network. Welcome everyone to your Monday edition of Chair Shot Radio, part one of your double dose of Patrick O'Dowd and David Ungar. Dave, how are you today? Well, for a Monday, you know, I'm doing pretty well, hanging in there. Kind of excited to talk some music today. Got a, I think I got a good band to discuss. I'm curious who you've got since I kind of snaked you last week. So we'll see where we are. That's all right. As they say in the wrestling business, plans have changed. And so I did pick a different artist. I'm very, very excited to talk about that. I got a uh, question for you. Were, were you released yep. by WWE this week as well? Because I was. I'm just no, no. I, I uh, I'm still employed. Okay, I'm still a WWE show. Right. Uh, I did not. I did not fall victim to the smack or the NXT talent release. It seemed like in waves. Um, it's almost as if this corporation is is changing directions and shedding payroll for purposes. Yeah, but exactly, I don't know what's going on. <laughs> Nobody does, and everybody wants to speculate as to why, and every single release is the greatest loss in the history of ever. But we are we're going to talk music today. We are, of course, continuing musical chairs, uh, and we both have our banger, our, our banger artists that we're very, very excited about today. It's Dave's turn to go first, and then I will go after the commercial break. For those of you who forgot, last week, Dave and I covered, I covered the Bee Gees, and Dave followed and snaked my band for this week by picking Metallica. And so I don't think that's going to happen this week. Uh, I I just I don't see you as as pre- I see you as somebody who would appreciate this artist, but never go uh, seek their music out necessarily. So I may be wrong. We'll get to that on the second half of the show. Before we get into musical chairs, though, I do want to remind everybody that yes, you are listening to Chairshot Radio on the Chairshot Radio Network, a part of the Chairshot.com. And if you love what we do on the Chairshot.com and in the Chairshot Radio Network really want you to head over to prowrestlingtees.com forward slash the chair shot and pick up a chair shot t-shirt. We have all kinds of designs out there to choose from, uh, ranging from shows to sayings to even the OG chair shot logo that terrifically reasonably priced at $19.99. Unless you're feeling fancy and want to feel something special on your giblets, then get it soft style for a few dollars more. We really do put a lot of effort and work into making Chair Shot Radio go. And the easiest way for you all to support us and keep us going on the interweb airwaves is to head over to prowrestlingtees.com forward slash the chair shot. That's going to be my plug for the site today. We're going to take a brief commercial break. And when we come back, we'll kick off musical chairs with David Ungar giving us his choice for this week's musical chair. Option one, you're listening to Chairshot Radio on the Chairshot Radio Network, a part of the Chairshot.com.
This is your boy Kenny Killer telling you to make sure you check out thechairshop.com, bringing you breaking news, interviews, podcasts galore, everything pro wrestling. Make sure you check it out, thechairshop.com. All right, we are back. And folks, you should hopefully this is round four. You should know how this works by now. Every week during the NHL offseason, Dave and I are picking an artist that we want to wax poetic about. We're calling the segment Musical Chairs. Dave and I will alternate turns as to who goes first from show to show. Last week, I went first with my coverage of the Bee Gees. So this week, it is Dave's turn. And Dave, I am prepared to be dazzled. What you got for me? Well, uh, this is a band I've actually mentioned them a couple of times if we discussed other things as we've gone along here. I uh, mentioned them definitely last week when you talked about the Bee Gees and the disco sort of thing. And I am choosing this week the band known as Knights and Satan's Service. No, just kidding. They're actually known as Kiss. And I, you son of a bit. No, I'm just kidding. I didn't think <laughs> it. Uh, this, this is a band. Uh, I mean, for me personally, this was like one of the first concerts I ever went to was a kiss concert. My mom took a bunch of us. I mean, I was like 10, 11 or something like that. And we had the 10th row at a kiss concert. And my mom's there with a bunch of these kids and everybody around us is, is smoking weed. And like one guy passes a joint to me and my mom's just like, what the hell is going on? She grabs it. I don't know if she took a hit or not, but then she passed it on and, and that sort of thing. But yeah, they were kiss is one of these bands that is very unique to me in that they're kind of the opposite of what you normally get. Normally you get bands that make a name for themselves they stand out in the studio and people gravitate to the studio records and 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 the music and then you go see them live and kiss is kind of like their studio stuff from the first three records really didn't do well commercially as far as sales and and casablanca records was a bankrolling kiss and they were all just about dead broke and the problem was that kiss was an experience their concerts were an experience the live show is where it was all at and they weren't able to capture the essence of the live show on those first three studio records and this is where they were falling apart no they weren't making money people were showing up in big numbers at the concerts but it wasn't translating into record sales because you know yeah i i mean the first album hotter than hell and dressed to kill there's good songs on there no doubt about it and and but they just didn't capture that live element. Then they did the double live record alive, the first alive one. And that thing sold like gangbusters. And then, and then it took off for a while and kiss took off for a while. And it was all about, you know, their, their live shows. I mean, when I went, it's an experience. I mean, it really is. And, and kiss transcended music and drifting off into the bandwagon nerd side of things. I don't know any other band that has ever been kind of like conceptualized in a nerdy sort of way. Like Kiss were turned into superheroes. I mean, this is a band that was musicians that were turned into suit. They had comics, they had action figures, lunchboxes, that makeup set that I had that, you know, you turned yourself into Gene Simmons. They were, you started when I was a kid talking about each one's superpowers. Okay, Ace Freely can shoot lasers out of his eyes. We don't really know what Peter Chris can do. We think he can transform into a cat. Paul's got his star vision. Gene, of course, Gene Simmons could breathe fire, spit up blood, had a <laughs> ridiculously long tongue. So they 
they just took off. And I think like that was part of the problem that they ran into is, is they put out some really good records after, um, a live one came out. They did destroyer, which is probably their best known record. Um, Beth came out of nowhere. Beth was the B side to Detroit rock city. And doesn't sound like anything you'd expect from, from a band like kiss, but that is probably their best known song. Uh, they, they were doing very well. But they got so wrapped up in the other side of things with the appearances and 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 the merchandising and and just making Kiss into not a music act, but to steal from wrestling, they were more of an entertainment sort of act. And their record sales went down the shitter. Uh, they had a lot of trouble. Peter Chris had all sorts of problems. He left the band. Ace Freely had some problems. He left the band. Like I, you know, doing the research on this, I didn't even realize that Creatures of the Night is a sh- is not a bad record. It sold horribly. Ace Frehley's on the cover. He's not even, he doesn't even play on the record. Um, And then they had to make, and I don't know if you, I'm sure you remember this, 1983, I remember it real well, when they did the whole unmasking on MTV. And that was one of the things that I, you know, when you're growing up with these guys and I was like, what, 15 or something like that when they did that. And I just remember really they MTV did it really well where they had their faces with the, with the makeup and then they removed the makeup and you got to see them for the first time. And, you know, looking at it, it's like, yeah, I can I can see that he looks like that. And then Kiss had this big resurgence where they were unmasked. They kind of fit in with the glam rock stuff that was going on in the 80s. They put out Animal Eyes and, and Asylum and some really good 80s, 80s-ish sort of music. And that carried them on for a while. And then they got nostalgic and they did the reunion. And, and they've been having their farewell, farewell tour has lasted for two decades, it seems. <laughs> and I think this is their last one because Paul Stanley is 69 years old. How much longer can you really go? But yeah, as far as longevity, this band has lasted forever. I think musically speaking, especially the the later incarnations of Kiss, um, you know, when they got Bruce Kulick, who's a hell of a guitarist. Um, Eric Singer is a really good uh, drummer. Eric Carr was their drummer for a while. The Fox. Um, I didn't even realize until doing this, Pat, the research that interesting to me, he and Freddie Mercury died on the exact same day. I, I did not realize that. Very tragic. Uh, Eric's situation, just as tragic as Freddie's for different reasons. But yeah, I mean, they're. I think they're underrated musically. Uh, Peter Chris is never anything great on drums. Ace Frehley's an underrated guitarist, but they've just they've just put out some good music. They had some missteps, you know. Songs from the Elders was um, <laughs> an interesting diversion that didn't go so well. But as far as pure spectacle mixed in with really good music, uh, I don't know if there's a band that's done it as well as Kiss has for as long as they have. So. Those are my thoughts on this iconic band that that just is different than anything else that's ever been out there. Yeah, I think you hit it on the head. For me, I'm not a big Kiss fan. I'm gonna put it put it straight out. They're fine to to use my my popular. Yeah, friend. They're yeah. fine. They they have they have tunes that I you know you can get behind and really enjoy. Their their concert experience is unparalleled. Now I've never I've never seen one in person. I've seen recordings, but you know, from the theatricality of the costumes and the makeup to the explosions, to the set pieces, to just everything they do on on the stage, their experience is like you said, it's, it's absolutely what 
what people love them for. And that's why you pay what you pay to go see them. Because I can name you like, like I can name you like Asa Kissa, right? Like I want to rock and roll all night, party every day. That's just about it. That's all I got. That's all the lyrics. That's all I got. And, and I can do the little head thing that you see them do when they sing that song. So, and Gene Simmons is, is a unique guy married, uh, Shannon Tweed, by the way, who was one of my favorite softcore actresses of the nineties. My goodness. Anyway. Yeah. But I can't, I can't fault the, the band. They're, they're huge. They're, they're monumental though. I will say I'm going to keep going back to my first choice for musical chairs or second choice for musical chairs. Tom Jones is still going. He's 81. So 69 ain't, ain't nothing but a, a a number. Yeah. And nice number, by the way. Nice. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. I mean, you raise a good point. They, they can, I mean, it, it is kind of tongue in cheek, but I can, I've lost track of the number of uh, farewell tours that this band has done, especially right. the last 10 years. That's, Every year it's a farewell tour, but I, I think like, uh, go ahead, Pat. Sorry. Well, it's just it's a, it's an ongoing thing. You go until people stop wanting to come see you, or you physically can't do it, or somebody dies, like like Rush or something like that. But you know, right. I I always thought that the unmasked period for them as a band and their legacy was the most important period because it established them as more than just a gimmick. Because they actually came out, they removed, they stripped down all the gimmicks, and they just made good music. And like their revenge CD is some of the best stuff that they did because they had probably their most talented lineup for that but you know it's um but yeah like, like you said it, it is a spectacle they they are like no other band that's out there uh you know the the seven inch leather heels and things like that i mean you know i know you're going to ask a couple of kiss songs that i'm going to recommend for people that are kind of you know flying under the radar right so so don't jump the gun on that i don't know i'm just i'm just i just want i'm just thinking out loud yeah. think it out loud but yeah, they're they're a really fun band. My one of my first concert experiences. I mean, I never saw because we were ten rows back. But I'm just a 10, 11 year old kid. Everybody stands up. I mean, that's the thing about a Kiss concert. People stand up the entire time. So we never saw them. And my mom took like pictures and all. And the pictures I've seen are just like the backs of people's heads and the Kiss lighting. You know how they got the logo lit up as the concert is going on. But you know, it's it's one that I've often thought about trying to see again, especially now that they're at the end of the road, maybe. So um, anyway, I was just, just random right. thoughts about him. <laughs> yeah, well, and as a member of the KISS Army, you owe it to yourself to try and see him one last time. So so two two tracks that you think people should listen to that maybe are a little less off the mainstream beaten path. Yeah, I'm going to go well, one of them's from, I mean, the thing is, these guys put out like six records in like no time at all when they were in their heyday. One of them comes from the very first Kiss record, which is called Black Diamond. I, I absolutely love this song. It's one of their concert staples. It's really good. Um, the other one has got, it's on Rock and Roll Over, which I think was the very first Kiss record I ever had. And um, it's, I love the guitar intro on Making Love. It's just it's just this driving guitar beat that I absolutely like. You'll hear it on the outro a little bit. Again, we don't own the rights to these songs or anything like that. But uh, those are two that I I would kind of I'd throw out there and recommend. And yeah, I mean, like you mentioned, the Kiss Army, that's a real thing. I mean, that's a real thing. There is a I mean, 
a very large number of Kiss fans who are like damn near an army. So yeah, when you mentioned that, it just dawned on me. It's like, yeah, I remember they had a bunch of them like surround a radio station in Indiana and force this conservative radio station to play Kiss back in the day. And again, I mentioned it before, go watch Detroit Rock City. Fantastically funny movie all about going to get Kiss tickets. It's great. Excellent. All right. Well, there you have it, everyone. Dave's choice this week for musical chairs, Kiss. When we come back, I will share my choice for musical chairs. And I went with somebody also known for their stage shows, but a little more current. So that'll be your tease. You're listening to ChairShot Radio on the ChairShot Radio Network, a part of the ChairShot.com. Promotional consideration paid for by the following. Hey folks, PC Tony here. Thanks to our new partnership with Angry Lemonade, you can save 10% on physical products and digital commissions using the promo code CHAIRSHOT. Head to angrylemonade.net to check out their amazing catalog of products and services. Use the promo code CHAIRSHOT to save 10%. That's angrylemonade.net. Are you looking for the newest and hottest in the world of pro wrestling? Then check out the amazing action on powerslam.tv, the biggest indie pro wrestling channel in the world. Get over 6,000 hours of the best events from over 150 of your favorite promotions from 20 different countries around the globe. Brands like Progress Wrestling, Evolve Wrestling, Combat Zone, Defy, PCW Ultra, PWX, Over the Top, Shine, and hundreds of others with fresh content added every day for only $5.99 per month. Get your free trial today at powerslam.tv. Go to powerslam.tv, promo code chairshot. Get your free month. Again, that's powerslam.tv, promo code chairshot. Thechairshot.com. Always use your head. All right. Welcome back. Dave, I wish that I was sharing a story of an artist with a band who had like this meteoric rise from rags to riches, nothing handed to them, no advantages whatsoever. But no, my choice this week is somebody who, not that they had things handed to them on a platter, but grew up in the music business, grew up in the music industry, and really rose to start very, very, very quickly, very, very... He just his path was not as challenging as some others have been to be in the music business. And that is Bruno Mars, uh, who was raised by, a, a you know, his parents were both in the industry. Uh, his father was a musician. His mother was a dancer. He was raised in Hawaii before going to L.A., where he jumped right in to, like, starting a production company. Like, he, he literally just like showed up, started making music and got super famous making music right away. And it's so, so no, like there's no like fascinating big story. He's only, he's only released three albums up to this point. Uh, I have all three of them. He's done all kinds of collaborations and things, but the reason I chose Bruno Mars, we were talking about him. I don't remember if I was talking about it with Platt or Ray cash, but it was one of those two. And they brought, I think it might've been Ray. But he brought up a good point that, that like Bruno Mars, like his music is very, very good. It's nothing necessarily particularly groundbreaking. And I agree with that. But it's just really, really good, like really, really well produced and really, really awesome. And it's because of the influences of his parents and the music that they 
played for him and that he like he listened to like he was very much raised around r&b funk rock and roll classic rock and roll and so to to hear him like his music reflects that and is a lot of great throwback stuff and you know he even says like his his inspirations were people like Michael Jackson and Elvis Presley, Little Richard, uh, you know, hip hop productions by the Neptunes and Timbaland. He was, you know, R. Kelly, Jimmy Jam and and Terry Lewis, New Edition, Bobby. And I mean, the list just goes on and on. Boys to Men, who we talked about on Bandwagon Nerds uh, last week. And, it, and it's created his sound in his place. And of course, Freddie Mercury. Also one of, you know, one of those guys out there. So it stands reason. And I'd also be remiss. I left out reggae, like his first album that, that he released, um, was it doo-wops and hooligans. There's, there's elements of all of that in there. Um, whether it's R and B classic doo-wop music, there's a little bit of steel drum and, and reggae in throughout that whole thing. He is, he's just, he's terrific. Um, and I, I, yeah, I don't know. I, I have a big affinity for Motown. Like my mom raised me on like Motown music as a kid, the temptations, uh, Stevie wonder, the Jackson five, uh, all those, uh, the Diana Ross and the Supremes, Aretha Franklin, just everybody under that label that, that you can name, uh, I listen to. And so the other, big reason why i like this and in particular his last album 24 karat magic is, is like just oozing with a blend of modern music and motown old school motown i love it love it love it love it bruno mars your thoughts because i bet you you're a huge bruno mars fan aren't you i wouldn't say huge I, but I, I i would say i i don't know if i here's the thing I haven't listened to enough of him to really have a strong opinion one way or the other. I've listened to, you know, enough to say that I like some of his stuff. Sure. Um, you know, of course, Locked Out of Heaven is one of my favorite songs, but it is my favorite song by him. But he's literally on. I've got a list running of people I want to listen to more of. And he's on that list because I, I recognize talent when I see it. And he, he's he's a really good singer. Huh? undeniable yeah he's a really he's got talent he's got charisma he's a very good singer he's obviously a very good dancer he's got a stay he commands a stage persona you know certainly not freddie's level but he's of that ilk that it's sort a, of thing it's a, it's a different stage production it is very again it's he's all about the throwback like you yeah. look at um oh his last uh his, his last like big single um that came out and now i'm gonna forget it um he played the God. super bowl right he's played the super bowl twice okay um no wardrobe malfunction either no ward wardrobe fun uh malfunction um uh, just yeah just a good old-fashioned motown look feel music and um yeah finesse with him and cardi b okay. that video have you ever seen that video <sighs> maybe I'm not sure. I'd have to watch it again. It's a throwback to In Living Color. Oh, okay. Okay. Like, yeah. And I mean, like from the set to the dancers dressed like the Fly Girls to it's it's terrific. And I remember watching it just being like, this is so great. <laughs> and I mean, they start they start like if you remember the uh, 
if you remember the opening to the show, right? The opening to the show where they're kind of uh, everybody's kind of walking around on the white background uh, with the like the splatters of paint and stuff. Like that's where it starts, and then it goes up onto the rooftop and they're dancing and the fights. It's a replica of the set. It's it's damn near perfect. And I mean, and they after it's all over, like they show like uh, a sign that's just, like a tribute to in living color. Um, but just everything he does is is a is a nod to the past with with his you know take on it. Even um, this new collaboration that he's working on coming up, um, I'm looking forward to this uh, uh, collaboration he has with Anderson um, Anderson Pack because they are recording an album under a band name called Silk Sonic. They have one single out already. It's called An Evening with Silk Sonic. Uh, features Bootsy Collins as a special guest host for the video. It's great. Or no, the album features a host uh, of Bootsy Collins as the as the guest host. And the song that they've released is called Leave the Door Open. It um, it's an easily easy to find video. But again, I watched them like there there's that 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 again. It's just all about that throwback. He's a great collaborator as well. Uh, you know, I mentioned Cardi B. Like they both did tracks for each other on the album. Of course, everybody remembers Uptown Funk, uh, which was not something that, yeah. that he produced, but everybody thinks it's him, which I always think is hilarious. Like everybody thinks that he wrote that song and he, he did not. Uh, and so it can be um, tough to find, but you know, he's, he's running a production company too. And so he's collaborating with all kinds of artists left and right. And to think that he opened for Maroon 5 when pushing his first album on tour. <laughs> Well, I mean, Maroon 5's got a, a, a interesting history as well, but we're not here to talk about that. There, there's no denying his talent and, and, like I said, his his charisma, and that will get you very far. I mean, you combine talent and charisma, and that'll take, take you a long way, Hulk Hogan. We're looking at you. So, you know. Okay, but Hulk Hogan, Hulk Hogan has talent, too different talents yeah. you just you may you may not like his style of wrestling but but you don't get to poo poo hulk hogan i'm not uh that hard oh, you, no. you did a little it's okay no i'm yeah. saying he had talent some okay. talent with a lot of charisma and that carried See, him along you can't, you can't even say he has talent you had to say he has some talent <laughs> anyway this isn't a wrestling this isn't a wrestling uh, chair shower but i i i i bruno mars is somebody who i recognize as, as somebody who can do a lot of things really really well and it's definitely somebody I need to check out more of. So yeah, good pick. I mean that that's that's so. That's so a, here's where you can start. I'll give I'll give you a couple of tracks in addition to the stuff uh, that is obviously you know mainstream pop. And this was actually kind of hard because I'm sitting there looking. I was like, everybody knows this song. Everybody knows this song. So is it because he's you know a mega star right now? But uh, I went with a song off of the Unorthodox Jukebox album. It's actually the very last track. It's called If I Knew. And uh, it is very much a nod to R&B artists like Sam Cooke. Uh, and if and I'm not and I'm not saying that that's where that influence was. There's other artists who had that similar style, but it like I heard this song and it just it rings of "Bring It On Home to Me" by Sam Cooke. Sam Cooke, like very similar style, the way he sings that tune is it's gorgeous, beautiful, and then. On the 24 Karat Magic album, one of my favorite songs on there is a song called Perm. And it is, you want to talk about influenced by Jerry Lewis and James Brown. Perm is totally a song where you can see that is an homage to, to those artists. And, and, you know, it's clear, 
you know, when he says, when he says little Richard, that, 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 that little Richard influences song, James Brown and the style of singing influences song. And so those are my two, uh, that I'm going to put out for, uh, for, Bruno Mars that I think you should go out and give a listen to outside of the mainstream stuff. You're a singer, so I'll I'll ask you this. Does Bruno Mars's voice when I when I think about him, and I think about what would be a good song for him to cover? Doesn't like uh, Jackie Wilson's "To Be Loved" seem like something that would be right in Bruno Mars's wheelhouse? Oh yeah, he could totally he could totally do something like that. One thousand percent. Like he's 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 very very gifted as a singer. He has he has an amazing range. Uh, I, you know, we joke, I do karaoke, right? I've tried to sing Bruno Mars twice. Can't do it. It's just the, the voice is too, it's too good. It's, it's too, it's far better than what I have the capability to sing well. But you can sing Freddie. Freddie's, I mean, come on. I did. And in fact, true story, sang some Freddie last night. So if I sound a little off today, it's because I went and did a little karaoke, blew off some steam with my buddy, my buddy Ryan. And, uh, if I do say so myself, brought the house down with my with my rendition of somebody to love. Good job, Pat. It's true. So thank you, thank you. Anyway, all right, folks, that's going to do it for this week's edition of Chair Shot or this Monday edition of Chair Shot Radio and Musical Chairs. Before we get on out of here, Dave, remind everybody where they can find you and some of the other stuff that you do. You can find me on Twitter at Attitude Ag. That is at Attitude A G G, and on Facebook.com slash Attitude of Aggression. Where and you can also find me at Bandwagon Nerds with Mr. O'Dowd, the Reverend Ray Cash, the live studio audience, PC Tunney, and whoever else shows up on a semi regular basis. Semi regular. I like how you say that. We're the core. We're the core of the roster. That's that's what it is. Like we, it's built around us. If we do say ourselves, you, you and you I are the Paul Stanley and Gene Simmons of Bandwagon Nerds. There, there you go. You can follow me on the Twitter at Wrestling Realist. That is at W R E S T L N G R E A L I S T. You can listen to me, of course, every Monday here with Dave for Chair Shot Radio, every Monday afternoon on Bandwagon Nerds, and then every Wednesday on the Babyface Heel podcast with Greg DeMarco and Miranda Morales. By the way, make sure you give a listen later this afternoon to Bandwagon Nerds as Dave, myself, Ray, and Tony will be talking all about the newly released film, The Suicide Squad. And I'm I'm thinking the opinions are going to be all over the place. It's going to be a great show. I think you're going to love it. So that's going to do it for Monday's Chair Shot Radio. Thank you, everyone, for listening. Please head over to ProWrestlingTees.com forward slash The Chair Shot and look at supporting us further by buying a shirt. Until next time, for David Ungar, thank you, everyone, for listening. This has been the Monday Chair Shot Radio on the Chair Shot Radio Network, a part of the ChairShot.com.
Now look at you walking in here looking all pretty and angry and mean and good. <laughs> I know you didn't get your head down so you could just sit down and just sit still. Hey, we trying to have a good sound tonight. Let's go, baby. Let's go, baby. It's my birthday. Uh, no, it's not. MGM has an unreal deal for sports fans in Virginia. Turn $5 into $150 instantly when you place your first wager at BetMGM. Simply download the BetMGM app and sign up using code CHAMPION150. Then, place a $5 wager on any sport. You'll receive $150 in bonus bets, regardless of your wager's outcome. And if you think the fun stops there, the king of sportsbooks has plenty of surprises in store. Check out daily promotions, same game parlays, live bets, and so much more. Download the app in Virginia today and get $150 in bonus bets instantly from your first wager only at BetMGM. BetMGM and GameSense remind you to play responsibly. See BetMGM.com for terms. 21 plus only. Virginia only. New customer offer. Subject to eligibility requirements. Rewards are non-withdrawable bonus bets that expire in seven days. Please gamble responsibly. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Promotional offer not available in Washington, D.C.